Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast, your audio source for all things Michigan football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Zach Shaw. Steve Lorenz is here with me. This is the penultimate episode of our position group preview series. If you missed it, we've talked about quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, D-line, edge, linebacker, cornerback. This episode is the safeties. You knew we wouldn't forget the special team. So we'll also have that episode after this one. But yeah, talking about the safety room, our format will stay the same. Looking at strengths, question marks, position battles. I don't know if there's a huge position battle here, but X-Factor players to watch, key stat to watch, bold prediction for the room. And starting with the strengths of the safety room, to me, what jumps out the most, this is a elite duo, Rod Moore, Makari Page, in terms of pass coverage. This, I, I could list all the different PFF stats. These Two players are extremely good in pass coverage. Last season, in tw- in 14 games, they allowed 29 receptions on 48 targets, just 23.7 yards per game. I mean, they were and and they allowed two touchdowns, but they had five interceptions. You know, this is a they're they're both fast. They're both. I think they have the that instinct, right? They know which angles to take. They know, you know, how to track the ball when it's in the air. They know how to get their hand on passes. It's I'm very impressed by this duo in terms of pass coverage. I, I think that they're solid in run defense and some of the other areas of, of being a safety as well. But I think I guess I guess in my head, maybe I, years of being on this beat, I'm always thinking, how is this team wired to face Ohio State? And I think one thing that that was really helpful last season and could be really helpful this fall is I think the safeties and you could probably throw Penn state in that conversation too, but I think the safeties are well above average for what you can expect from a safety and coverage. I think that, that both Rod Moore and Macari page dynamite coverage guys, top 20, both I think in, in safety coverage last season. And though they're on paper, they're slated to be top 10 as cover safeties this year. So that that to me is a big strength and that's a nice feather in the cap for Michigan as they, you know, we just in our last episode we talked about, you know, they're still trying to figure out who the number 3 cornerback is, but having safeties who can cover I think is something that can be pretty valuable as as Michigan tries to sort that out. Steve, when you look at this safety room, what what stands out to you as the biggest strength? Maybe the depth, just because I do think Michigan likes what they have at three and four right now too, and even five, there's a mix there with, with Zeke Barry, Keon Sab, Quentin Johnson, who, as we've talked about a few times, quietly played a lot of football at the end of last year. So you have the two, two of your well best players up front with Rod Moore and, and uh, Makari page. I just think it's, it's a position where I think we've all kind of viewed it as one of Michigan's strengths, but I think they're like, because of those top two, but I think they feel relatively deep there as well. So, you know, I would I would probably go 
straight with the depth. Um, you could argue, I mean, you could almost argue in a way the star power. I think Makari Page is finally getting his due. But we talk about Will Johnson being a potential All-American at corner. I think Rod Moore has a chance to be an All-American at safety this year too. So it's it's one of those rooms that has just immediately sort of become, not immediately, like, but just has quickly become a strong point uh, on the defense. I'm curious about the depth because, granted, I wrote most of this of these preview stories that accompany these podcast episodes. But before fall camp, I wrote as my biggest question mark for this group, is there enough enough depth? Because they lost R.J. Moten to the transfer portal. They don't have a ton of safeties on the on the roster just in general like when you're putting together the depth chart it's not it's not like cornerback where there's nine contenders for the number three spot I mean there's there's Quentin Johnson former four-star recruit he's been around a while there's Caden Colasar Michigan fans have seen him a lot as well Keon Sab only played 17 snaps last season Zeke Berry only played three snaps I know in the spring Zeke Berry made a couple nice plays and I know this fall Keon Sab has been getting uh, has has impressed coaches, I guess I'll put it that way. Impressed coaches, impressed his teammates. So, Steve, could you just add a little bit more context? Because I think if we if when we had this discussion in July, I think you and I both were kind of like, okay, they definitely have guys who can step up it, it as backup safeties, but there wasn't necessarily a ton of known depth. Now it feels like that that narrative or that tone has changed to where Michigan feels very comfortable with two guys who I was, frankly, I was surprised they redshirted last season. Uh, I know that I know there's a lot of different factors that go into those decisions, but you know, Keon Sab, Zeke Barry, two former four-star recruits. Sab was a former top 100 guy. And now it sounds like Michigan's very comfortable with the depth of the safety. What has changed? What has stood out about the reserve safety so far in fall camp? Uh, I think I, th- I really think it's just uh, the progress because both were highly re- ranked. Both were highly ranked and regarded recruits. Uh, they were among Michigan's top signees in the twenty-three class, so or twenty-two class. Sorry, but I, I really think it's it's basically yeah. Both of them just kind of continue because like you know I think we did an insider thing. I was probably about three weeks or so ago talking about that third safety position and the gist of it that I got was that, yeah, that Michigan is very happy with what they've seen out of both, you know, cause Keon Sab's gotten a little more public, you know, cause we had a lot of questions. My, my motive was to find out what's been going on with Zeke Barry. Cause it was, he was a guy that definitely showed flashes in the spring game, uh, but we didn't really hear much about from then on uh, and hadn't heard much about him in fall camp. So I was curious there and, those two were pretty much sounds like they were the ones battling it out with. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm assuming Quentin Johnson's in the mix. My motive was to find out where these two second year guys are at. And, uh, you know, basically that they're happy with the progress both guys have made. It's just come the, the battle between those two specifically has come down to just consistency, which is where Sab has uh, shined a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just two second year highly ranked recruits maybe sort of starting to come into their own a little bit. I think, and that's, I think that's really the gist of it, you know, and, and again, 
these guys are going to probably have plenty of opportunities to play early in the season, right? There's no reason not to let them see the field uh, for the first three or four games for sure. And then, and then maybe go from there with it. I mean, you have two well-established guys at the top, uh, but you want to start to get some of these guys, some legitimate experience and, and maybe move them around a little bit or maybe mix it, maybe mix them in a little bit as the year goes on and, and put these guys into real situations. But I just think it's maybe the talent starting to shine through and, uh, you know, steady progress throughout from both guys. Right. Right. Yeah. I think this month, September, I think Michigan kind of needs to get both of them a lot of snaps just because they didn't get to play a ton last season. And, and I was, again, just a little surprising, but, but yeah, the, the backup safeties last year. So not counting more, Moten and Page, the backup safeties played a combined 244 snaps in 14 games last year, or roughly one third the snaps that Rod Moore himself played last fall. So I do feel like they didn't work in the reserve safeties as much as they did. I think about like other position groups, how often the backups were in. And part of that was they wanted to get Makari Page experience and catch him up to speed during the the non-conference slate. And I think this year, those players need to be Keon Sab and Zeke Barry because Quentin Johnson, I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit in the second half of the episode. Uh, he played 164 snaps on defense last year. So that's quietly, he got a little bit of experience. But, but yeah, Sab just 17, Barry three, Caden Colasar, who I, I think often gets slept on as being in the mix in the safety room. Uh, he missed a lot of the season to injury. So I think, yeah, to me, you know, it's not we don't really have a position battle discuss, discussion to have, but I do think Michigan, based on last season, based on the year prior, based on how this defense kind of works, I think they would benefit from a number three safety or, or three and four. I don't think it would be necessarily one over the other if two players emerge, but I think they would love to be able to ro- have three safety sets and love to be able to mix guys in. Just Also, just to give Makari Page and Rod Moore take some of the pressure off of them, take some of the, the workload off of them. So, yeah, I think Sab and Barry are two players that I think we'll be watching pretty closely and, and keeping our ears to the ground about because indications, especially for Keon Sab, but, but you know, not necessarily not for Zeke Barry. It seems like both of them have started to make that, that ascension in fall camp. And anyone surprised probably didn't, doesn't pay attention to recruiting. At the same time, though, yeah, two guys coming off red shirts, coming off com- playing just 20 combined snaps last season, starting to emerge. All right, we're going to hit a quick break in the second half of the episode. We'll talk about an X-Factor player we're watching, stat to watch, and then make our bold prediction for this room this fall. You're listening to the Wolverine 24-7 podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Steve, I, I don't know who your X-Factor is going to be, but but who's a player whose role is not officially determined? There's not like a set expectation for him this fall that you think could play an X-Factor role this season? Yeah, it's, it's slim pickings at safety. Guess I'll just... Not really bold, maybe bold prediction type deal here, but I'm fascinated to see if if uh, true freshman Brandon Hillman sees the field. He's one I think Michigan feels like they they have something with him. Again, there's not really a reason to rush a true freshman at safety at this point with the depth they have uh, that we just talked about. But also know Michigan does not shy away from playing guys who they think are capable of seeing the field early, whether it's on special teams or at their given position. So um, I'm, I'm going to go with him. Given that we already talked about the two sophomores, uh, I, I'm going to go. I'm actually going to get, yeah, I'm going to go with Brandon Hillman, true freshman. Yeah. There's actually not a ton of just safeties on the roster period. Right. So I think, I mean, mine was Sab just because technically, obviously those of us who have been, following fall camp might feel differently, but technically there's not like an established role for him based on last season. And, you know, six foot two, 208 pounds. I mean, he's, he's every, you know, size wise, he checks a lot of the boxes. And and I know um, at one point before Michigan changed defenses, I know he was getting some look as a, as a Viper. And I know other schools were looking at him as a linebacker safety hybrid. So seems like the kind of player that, you know, maybe it takes a year or two, but at the same time has that the size, the speed, the athleticism to to really elevate that secondary. So my stat to watch, I think it was something that, that came up as a little bit of a problem at times last season, but outside of Rod Moore, I should say, uh, but tackling efficiency. To me, I don't think there's a more important stat for a, for a safety room to do well in than efficient tackling right I mean missed tackles in the open field as a safety you know that turns a eight yard gain into a 20 yard gain or or a 15 yard gain into a touchdown and I think every every fan listening to this can almost remember a missed tackle in the safety room affecting their team or or just you know making making fans face palm at home I mean it's just it's it's something that's extremely important. And I think uh you know, Rod Moore was extremely good at tackling last year. Sixth out of 160 power five safeties. But Makari Page was outside the top one hundred of that group in tackling efficiency. And RJ Moten was 150th. So he really struggled. And so I think that's something that, you know, whether it's it's Page, whether it's you know, Keon Sab, Zeke Barry. Quentin Johnson, you know, I think of these stats to watch and I'm thinking, okay, what's going to differentiate who gets the most snaps and also what's going to determine if the safety room is good, great, elite, best in the country. I really think that tackling efficiency is going to tell us a lot about where Sab and Barry stand, where Quentin Johnson stands, Caden Colasar, 
And it's also going to tell us about the growth, I think, of Makari Page as he takes that next step. Because, you know, Makari Page, we haven't talked a ton about him. Six foot four, but moves kind of like a cornerback. NFL scouts are definitely paying attention to Makari Page this year. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily a top 50, top 100 prospect, but I think there's a lot of intrigue because felt like especially down the stretch last season, he he made some some really good plays. Uh, he started to really come into his own as I can't remember, what 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 Judge Jesse Minter call him like a like a fixer. I I might have to go look up the phrase, but basically the fact that he can cover slot receivers, he can cover tight ends, he can cover running backs, and and not be out of position or out of place against any of them. You know, I think that's, oh, the eraser. Eraser was the term that Jesse Minter used, uh, you know, just in coverage. NFL scouts are definitely paying attention to what you can do. And I think for him, the next step is tackle rate. I think for Keon Sab, Zeke Barry, Quentin Johnson, you know, if they're trying to be the number three guy, I think being a consistently good tackler, because Steve, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe what separated Keon Sab from the other potential backup safety so far this fall camp has been consistency and some of that's in coverage, but, but some of that is, is as a tackler. I mean, you just, you can't miss tackles as a safety and, and Michigan too good of a defense to have, you know, consistent or or a high rate of missed tackles in the secondary. So to me, that's the key stat bold prediction. I'm going to go with Rod Moore emerges as a top five safety prospect. I think since I wrote this, the Athletic did rank him number four among their safeties as an NFL prospect. So this one, I might already be correct on this, but I, I you know, I think you know Rod Moore, three-star guy out of high school, but at the same time, it was during a COVID season recruiting class. So I don't, I don't think you know recruiting the people who do the recruiting rankings. I don't think we're able to get to as many games as usual. I don't think there were as many camps or showcases. I don't know if Rod Moore necessarily would have gone to those anyways. But pretty much as soon as he got to Michigan, Michigan coaches were like, yeah, this guy's this guy's going to be really good. You know, his freshman year fall camp, uh, he was making a lot of plays. I think he was the only safety in that in that year's recruiting class, but he was passing guys older than him. And by the time Michigan's playing Ohio State, he's starting. You know, I, I think about this stat, he... He had 100 tackles at Michigan, 17 starts, two Big Ten titles, all before he turned 20 in July. So he's pretty young for his class. But I think about his coverage ability. I talked about his tackling ability. I think he's pretty good against the run as well. So I know he's a little under, well, he was undersized. I think he was 185 pounds last year. Allegedly, he's now up to 198, six foot, 5'11". I know he's a three-star recruit, so there isn't necessarily like he runs this shuttle time or has this 40 time, but I think he's such a well-rounded safety. And I think, you know, the one thing that also jumps out, and Jim Harbaugh's mentioned this, quote from Jim Harbaugh, off the charts in terms of watching film. You know, they give they give all the players the iPads, and apparently Rod Moore's numbers were just off the charts in, in his film watching it's something that he's been doing with his dad for a long time i mean this is this is the kind of safety i feel like michigan fans have dreamt about having you know a guy who plays with a chip on his shoulder but also is really good really really well-rounded good at coverage good at avoiding mistakes doesn't make the same mistake twice 
good at stopping the run, doesn't miss tackles. And then also, you know, kind of the lead by example, film junkie kind of player. I mean, that's, that's just, it's elevated Michigan secondary so much the past couple seasons. And I think even though there's a lot of safeties who make, you know, the annual freak lists or, or will go crazy at the combine. I don't, I don't know what Rodmore would look like in a combine setting, but I think game film alone, I think he ends this season as a top five safety prospect. Uh, so I guess Michigan fans enjoy him while he's here. I, I, I think he'll be, he'll hear, hear his name called early in next year's NFL draft. I mean, just, I don't know. I, I don't know if he'll be quite as good as Brian branch, but, but in terms of being a well-rounded safety, I think he compares a lot to, to Brian branch out of, out of Alabama. So, uh, and current Detroit lion, Brian branch. So that's my bold prediction, Steve. What's your bold prediction for this safety room this fall? I, I'm just going to go with you on this, sort of. I, I think Rod Moore is an All-American this year, whether it's first team, second team, whatever. I, I just think, uh, you know, you kind of explained it, but that was going to be my – that was what I was going to say before you went first. So I'm just – instead of trying to cleverly come up with something else, I'm just going to go with it. So um, the whole package really should be a fan favorite. You know, they basically plucked him out of Columbus. He's turned into one of Michigan's best players, uh, you know, just, yeah, like you said, uh, the type of safety Michigan fans haven't really had the pleasure of watching in a long time. Safety's always been kind of a weird spot at Michigan. Uh, there's been quality play at times at safety, but it, it, a lot of times it it kind of always feels like one of the, I think maybe when it was like, what, Delano Hill, Demonte Thomas, that was a really strong group at safety. I remember guys like Jamar Adams was a really great safety. Go way back to Ernest Shazer, guys like that. Tommy Hendricks. And it's, it's not like Dax Hill was like... Sure. Some, you know, but Dax like, was like... Dax was a, a Swiss army knife, though. Even. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he shined once he was closer to the line of scrimmage, I feel yeah, like. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know... Yeah, Rod Moore, probably just their best straight-up classic safety that they've had in, in quite a while. So... No, I think Rod Moore becomes an All-American. He's already, yeah, and and we mentioned this with the Will Johnson stuff in the corner episode. A lot of it is, like, statistically driven, et cetera, et cetera. It's also, like, I think a lot of times the preseason accolades help, and and Rod Moore is a guy that is starting to fairly get the attention that he deserves there. So I think that helps his chances as well of eventually being there. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go with – that would put potentially two All Americans in the defensive backfield. So uh, I was going to you know. ask. I, I I'm like curious. I mean, obviously, there's so many All American lists, so it technically could be long. It's, but like, how many All Americans are on this roster? Because potential. I mean, man, it's interesting. Isn't like, it? I mean, Blake Chris Corum, Jenkins, Zach Zinter, Chris Jenkins. One of the any like, there's, there's, there's not could be, out of the question. Yeah. Yep, there could be three or four guys up front on the offensive line that if they have a good enough year, right? I mean, if they win the Joe Moore Award again, um, you know, Keegan, Zinter, I mean, maybe even a guy like, you know, Ladarius Henderson came in with some. It's just like, but, but we don't like, <laughs> we talk tackle is like, who knows who's even going to play, but the guy right. who does win the job is probably going to at least contend for all conference. So I know Drake uh, Nugent was on preseason all American. Yeah, Drake list. Nugent, right? So yeah, no, there it's fascinating. Uh but yeah, yeah, Rod Moore, All American, uh book it. Book it. Okay. 
There you go. My my personal guess in terms of like the team wide All Americans, I think Zinter, Corum, and then one one of the defensive players get first team. I think you'll see a lot of them on on second team All American lists. I think I think that's like the the first team is always like who someone who had like eight interceptions or you know twelve sacks in the season. I think the the second teams were kind of the guys who game in game out you knew. Like they were, they were playing at an all American level, even if they didn't have all American stats. That's my my personal hunch of it. But but man, yeah, Rod Moore. I think again, Michigan fans enjoy him while he's here because this is he is the whole package at safety. And I think um, I think he's really changed quietly because he's not like a super you know vocal leader or whatever. I think he's quietly really changed the culture and the dynamic of that secondary, you know, him, I think him being there, I think Steve Klinkscale, because I think, I think their relationship really set a tone in that room because Steve Klinkscale, I don't know if fans know this a ton. He is a high standards coach. If you catch my drift, you know, he is someone that, that you can make an interception and he'll be like, well, you, you know, you turned your, your head up field too soon or, Oh yeah, do it again. Or, you know, he's just got very high standards. And I think, I think Rod Moore has really high standards for himself and he, he from day one, more or less embraced, you know, Steve Klink scales, hard coaching. So when Klink comes in kind of late in that 2021 off season and, and, you know, some players are like, man, what's, who's this guy? What's he getting on my case? You know, did, did this well, or I should have, I thought I did that, that play right. And Rod Moore is just, soaking up that that criticism and, and using it to better his game i think that that really set a important tone in that secondary because since clink arrived pretty much every player who has played for michigan has in the secondary has just gotten better and better and better and didn't necessarily plateau so i think that you know steve Klinkscale deserves a ton of credit for that i think rod moore deserves some credit too because i think he is the kind of player that you know, if he's getting chewed out, you know, he's not pointing fingers. He's not complaining. You know, he's just out there the next snap doing it. So, yeah, high, high expectations for Rod Moore and the safety room in general. This was kind of a shorter episode because there isn't a ton of questions. You know, the depth, we'll, we'll see, you know, who steps up and what they look like this season. But it does feel like this is a room that that they're ready to go. They're ready for the season to start. As are we. Be sure to check out all of our preview stories over at the MichiganInsider.com, Michigan.247sports.com. Lots of fall camp intel, lots of press conference updates, and of course, the analytical stuff previewing Michigan for this much anticipated 2023 season. For Steve Lorenz, I'm Zach Shaw. This has been the Wolverine 24 7 podcast. We'll see you next time. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.